Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hey, welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Sahiba, and today we're going to have a lot of fun talking about Godzilla, the King of the Monsters, Aladdin, and Dark Phoenix. And first, we're going to be talking with Ethan and Zoe about Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Welcome to the show, guys. Hi. 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 So, Ethan, can you tell me a little bit about what this film is about? Um, this is about how this doctor was experienced like live eggs hatching of giants called titans and they live in a world where titans are like forbidden and they've been seen like over years now and everyone's scared of them but they don't really know the truth until you see the rest of the movie Ooh, sounds interesting and uh zoe so what did you think of this plot line did you like the way that it played out I thought that the storyline was very interesting, but I felt the way that they kind of displayed it or just showed it to the audience, I didn't really enjoy it. But I thought that how, like, the story in general was very interesting to watch. Okay, and could you elaborate a little bit more about um, particularly why you didn't like it? I didn't really like this film because there is a three-headed dragon but you kind of see him and Godzilla fighting a lot in the film. And you know that Godzilla is going to defeat him because that's pretty much how it's going to go down no matter what. But at one point, you're just kind of staring at the screen, just waiting for Godzilla to overcome the three-headed dragon. Okay, I see. And um, so, Ethan, what did you think about the special effects? Because that's a major, major role of this film. This was amazing to see giant creatures standing right next to a human like you never see that like it's not like every day you see a dragon next to you like i hope that doesn't happen but it's not every day (laughs) for sure yeah i don't know if i would want that to happen even though it sounds really cool um but zoe um did you think the sets and the different locations sort of balanced out the discrepancies in the plot line yeah i felt like the different types of like backgrounds or just like what you see is very interesting and how the different settings that you see in the actual film it's very interesting to watch and it's fun to see all the cool things that they did like with the setting and the thing I don't know I just really enjoyed seeing it and it was um I thought that the settings were very cool and they had lots of like different things here I honestly just really enjoyed seeing the settings. Awesome. And um, Ethan, so what did you think about the acting? I know when I saw the trailer, I immediately recognized um, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. Yeah, I really love that because that's like one of my favorite shows. And you wouldn't expect her to be in this movie. She's really famous. And it's she's like my favorite actor. And it was so surprising to see her. And in matter of fact, actually, she was my favorite one in this movie, too. Awesome. Yeah, I was really surprised too, but I was happy that she got into such a big movie. Did you sort of see similarities between her two characters, or did she do a good job in um, fully going into the Godzilla role? 
Um, they were, like, completely different, because in Stranger Things, she was mostly scared, and she had these crazy powers, and then in this movie, she was, like, really cool, brave, and she had a little curse words there, but it was, she, she was acting like she was grown up, and she can do everything herself. That's awesome. And um, so, Zoe, can you tell me a little bit about the sound effects and the music and what you thought about it? I definitely like the sound effects uh, sound effects, and how they went with the movie and, like, the monsters and how they sounded. And I thought it was very realistic and you actually believed that they were, like, these huge, gigantic monsters. I feel like this movie was very entertaining and it was definitely made for the big screen and the sound effects just kind of tied it all up together. Awesome. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Aladdin, and X-Men Dark Phoenix. And right now, I'm going to continue talking with Ethan and Zoe about Godzilla, King of the Monsters. So Ethan, this movie's all about monsters. So can you tell me a little bit about the battles between the monsters and what you thought of them? It was really cool who, how, I don't know if they made these monsters up, but wherever these came from were so cool to combine them all in one movie, Godzilla, King Ghidorah, I don't know the rest of them, but they are so cool. Just, it's so hard to imagine these, like, you must, like, have to really think deep into this to think of a giant titan like that. Wow, yeah, some of those monsters, they look right out of a... Um, like they were right out of a dream world. So yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. Did you have a favorite monster out of all these magnificent creatures? Yeah, it would be, uh, there was this little caterpillar that was like kind of in the beginning. And he had a really special connection with Godzilla, which I thought was really cute. And they were actually so good together. And, and they were such a good team against King Ghidorah. Very cool. And Zoe, how about you? Did you still have a favorite monster or even a favorite character? Actually, it's. I also um, enjoyed Mothra. I thought how he battled with Godzilla to defeat all the other ones was so cool. And I also thought it was interesting how Mothra and Godzilla were kind of more on the scientist side instead of trying to actually be a monster and go against the scientists. Okay, and I have a question for you. Do the monsters, do they talk at any time of the film, or is there, are their emotions conveyed in a different way? They never talk, but that would have been interesting. But I feel kind of the way that they care for, well, I feel like the way that Godzilla and Mothra care for the humans is actually a very powerful connection, and it's so loving and caring. But the other monsters who are not on their side, they don't talk either, but I feel like you could definitely feel their negativity and trying, like, that feel of wanting to overcome them. Ooh, that's really awesome that, that the movie is able to do that. So, um, Zoe, what was the best part about this film or something that made it extremely special? At the beginning, there was a tiny caterpillar. And then all of a sudden, it kind of turns into like this beautiful like butterfly type thing inside a waterfall, and I th that I that was like so um cool to see. Oh wow, that is cool. And um, so Ethan, were there any messages that really stood out to you in the film? Yeah, it was like the message that I saw was monsters second and family first because Dr. Emma didn't really, she didn't really care about her family, because 
the actor of Madison, Millie Bobby Brown, she was trying to get Emma, her mom, to listen to her, but she wouldn't listen, and she just cared about the, the monster. She was really satisfied in them. Oh, that's a sweet message. And, um, Zoe, how about you? Did you, um, take away any big messages from the film? Well, actually, this is a classic kaiju, which means it's basically like these huge monsters fighting each other or just with military forces. But I thought, but, um, I think that the message of this film is that if we are kind to nature, then nature can be kind to us. And that is 100% true. Oh, I love that message. It seems like this film, despite all the battling and the big giant monsters, has some really great messages. Well, finally, um, Zoe, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? I think that um, the age range for this film is 12 to 18, and I would give it a 3.5 out of 5 stars. Cool. And Ethan, how about you? I'd give this... 13 to 18 adults will like two and i definitely give this a five out of five star awesome well it's been so wonderful to talk to both of you ethan and zoe and thank you so much for being on the show today you're welcome so let's take a break i'm sahiba and you're listening to kids first coming attractions today's show is sponsored by llama llama's best summer ever It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and next we'll be talking about Aladdin with Arjun and Madison. And Madison, welcome to Kids First. It's amazing to have you. You're a new film critic who's 14 years old and from Denver, Colorado, and I'm so excited to talk to you guys today. Thank you. Of course. So, Arjun, let's start off with you. What did you think of this film? 
I thought it was pretty good, actually. I mean, not absolutely amazing, because I think it just comes down to a little bit of my Disney fatigue. I just kind of hate how they keep on remaking old movies and that sort of stuff. I thought Dumbo was just super mediocre, did not like that one at all. But unlike Dumbo, this movie kind of does something different with the tale. Like, I I think it's really nice that they got director Guy Ritchie to do the movie, because he's kind of known for some of the more stylish work. Uh, he's done like Sherlock Holmes, for example, and I just think that's a really nice touch. It added more of an edge to this movie. Oh, yeah, I understand what you're saying about Disney remakes. They're still making more, which is really surprising. Um, but Madison, was the plot the same or completely different from the original? I mean, I'm not really sure because the first, like, the when I first saw the original one, I was, like, really little, so I don't remember everything. But, I mean, it seemed pretty accurate to me, though. Cool. What did you think of the songs, then? They're, I actually like, because I usually don't like musicals, but I thought they were really good, and I really liked them. Awesome. And so, Arjun, were there a lot of changes to the film, do you think? Or was it also pretty much the same? So, I think it's important to note that the original, it's kind of like a one-hour, 30-minute movie. And this movie is bordering two hours, I believe. I might be slightly off, but, like, so they did fluff it up a little. The plot is pretty much the same. You know, Jafar is the main bad guy. You know, it's the typical stop the bad guy. And, you know, it kind of has... It forwards those morals about, like, you know, making good wishes and all that. But they kind of add a little bit more to the genie, especially with um, Will Smith's character, which I thought was an interesting addition. And they kind of make some more changes to Jasmine to make her more strong and independent. Like, she kind of wants to be the ruler of the the place they're in, Abraga, I believe. So they add a little bit more stuff here to kind of just entice to more of the modern audiences. Okay, that's pretty cool. And so, Madison, did you have a favorite song? The Genie song, like, Never Had a Friend Like Me. Because I just, ever since I was little, I just liked that song. Oh, did you like the differences that were in the new song? Um, yeah, yeah, I like, yeah, I like how they spice it up a little bit. Awesome. And um, so, Arshin, what did you think about the set designs and the costumes? I thought the set design and costumes were fine. One little nitpick I do have is that they were really just perfect looking the whole time. Like, even when they were in sand and in the dirt, they didn't really seem to have any wear and tear on them or anything. Which, I guess, isn't too much of a flaw. Because, I mean, in the cartoon, they didn't pay that much attention to detail. But, you know, it's kind of like the live action thing. I thought it would have been cool if they had, like, more of a wear and tear effect. But maybe that's just me nitpicking too much. But I thought they were absolutely amazing for what they did. And... The effects were really good. After watching the trailer, I was kind of scared because that genie did just, it, it didn't look good. It was it was a horrifying sight, but I think it was just more of a bad first impression because in this movie, they, they looked fine to me. They weren't outstanding, but they looked fine. Okay, good. I was actually really worried about that too because there was a huge controversy <laughs> over um, Will Smith's character and it's good to know that it was just a little mishap in the trailer. So, Madison, what are your thoughts on the acting? There's a pretty cool cast, including Will Smith, Mena Masood, and also Naomi Scott. Yeah, um, I thought it was, like, really good acting. Like, it didn't, yeah, it's, it kind of seemed real. I thought the acting was really good. Awesome. And, Arjun, so 
I'm a huge fan of Aladdin, the original Aladdin, and I love the animals in the original, like Abu and Raja. So do you think the film did them justice with the CGI? Oh, I think they were absolutely amazing. They were probably the best facets to the CGI, just the animals, because they look so realistic. And I just thought that's really cool because, you know, we've been advancing ever since I saw the last Planet of the Apes movie. I was like, wow, we're, we're in a new era where the animals look realistic. And I love how they kind of make Raja look more menacing, but he's still like real, super friendly in the movie. And I just kind of like that. That's great. I'm so happy to hear it. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're, we're talking about Godzilla, Aladdin, and X-Men, The Dark Phoenix. And right now, I'm going to continue talking with Arjun and Madison about Aladdin. So, Madison, did you have a favorite part in this whole film? Yeah, I had two. The part when the genie came out and did the song, and then the part when Aladdin and Jasmine were flying around the city. Did you also have a favorite character? Uh, the genie. Yeah, the genie is also my favorite from the original. He's pretty cool. And so, Arjun, what did you think about the special effect? I just think that the overall visual, like the, the grading, the color grading, like the way they, they balance the col- colors, I don't know what it's called, but like it's more of a di- directorial edge to it. Because, like, it's what the director wants the audience to see in his movie. I thought that was the most impressive element. Like, when you got a big, mainly stylist, stylistic director like Guy Ritchie, you know, it, it's just really cool to see new touches like that compared to the cartoon. Awesome. And then, so Madison, what were some messages that you took away from Aladdin? That you don't, like, just, you can be strong and, like, no matter who you are, like, it doesn't matter who you are, you can just... You can do anything. And I just like how it made Jasmine kind of more empowered and strong and stuff. Yeah, that's a really cool change, I think. And I'm actually excited to see this now. I was a little worried, but based off what you guys are telling me, it seems like a pretty cool movie. So, Arjun, you've been mentioning Guy Ritchie a lot. So can you elaborate a little bit more on the directing um, and how you liked it? Okay, so this guy's a pretty... um it's kind of complicated to explain how he does things, but he kind of, he, he involves a lot of like slow motion at times. He kind of wants to give his movies like a visceral edge. And I, there's not too many action sequences in this movie, but definitely when there was like the one or two, which are in here, like especially the carpet flying scene in the end, like you can tell it, it kind of just has this like visceral, almost just like fast paced edge to it. And there's some slow motion going on here, which did feel a little gratuitous at times. I do think that the way problem with Guy Ritchie is that a lot of his movies are style over substance. Like, he doesn't really have the substance to account for what he's showing. But I think that because the characters are very, very well fleshed, it's not too much of an issue here. But I just I just think it's really cool that, like, unlike Dumbo, where it was just kind of plain looking, even though it was Tim Burton directing it, um, this movie just had a lot more color and, and life to it and just just overall the way the scenes were shot. I just really like that overall about the movie. Wonderful. So Madison, so did you also like the villain Jafar? Yeah, he did get on my nerves though. Oh really? How come? It's cause I, just, I don't know, something about him just made me just not like him. But like, I thought it was like a good character though. Oh, like, did he do a really good job as a villain and that's why you hated him so much? Oh, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> That's good then. And, and um, how about you, Arjun? Did you also really like the villain? I know you mentioned earlier that he's a bit different. I don't think I liked him much in the cartoon. Like, the cartoon is one of my favorite movies ever, but if anyone mentions that Jafar is the biggest strength of the movie, I'm just like, he is the most one-note, mustache-twirling villain you could find in any movie ever. And that's kind of just a reason why the... Well, I mean, the actor playing him, Marwan Kinzari, I believe, might have mispronounced that, but uh, he does a pretty good job. It's just very. It's just a very one-note character. I did like towards the end where he became like super menacing and you're like, okay, this guy's going full bad guy mode now. But it's just like, yeah, there's not much depth to him. He just wants power. That's really it. Okay, I see. So he's not a very well-built character. Yeah, he never ever was, to be real here. It's it's a typical Disney (laughs) villain. That's true, too. So was there anything that was really unique from this film, sort of separating it from other Disney films. Madison? Just the special effects and just the screenplay, I guess. Because it didn't really seem like that much of a Disney movie at some like points of the movie to me. Okay, I see. And Arjun, is there something that you feel if they improved on, it would have been a lot better? maybe perhaps possibly devote like you know they had a little bit of extra time there were some filler scenes like especially there's like a romance between will smith and this one character and i feel like if they cut off a little bit of that and devoted it maybe to more time with jafar maybe give him a backstory or something that would have maybe improved his character because a few of it felt like filler and it was just extra padding and screen time but I think really overall, my only problem with the movie is that it's just it's just kind of like a remake of a ri- an, an original movie. I would just kind of like to see something new. But I, for what they did with it, I liked it a lot and way more than Dumbo. Okay. Yeah, that's really interesting that Will Smith or the genie has a love interest. <laughs> <laughs> totally new and very, very interesting. Um, so that is it. I know Arjun mentioned um, a little earlier that and you as well, Jasmine, she's a very um, strong character. And how did they sort of display that? Like, what are some other things that they changed to make her seem that way? Like, just how stubborn she was on, like, trying to just, like, not liking how, like, everybody else was making her, like, not really letting her make her own decisions. And just how rebellious, I guess, she was. Okay. And then Arjun... Um, compared to the original movie, would you say that the ending, was it better or was it worse or was it just completely the same? Uh, they did, like I mentioned, the, the things they do with the Will Smith genie character and I think it's really just the Will Smith genie character and some of the changes they did to Jasmine, it made the ending a lot more interesting here. But of course, I like the cartoon better. It's it's what it's based off of and they kind of just copy the end of the cartoon minus the few additions they did. But unlike... Um, a lot of remakes. I like that they added those things. It made it a little bit more of an interesting watch. Like, if I just knew everything that was going to happen, I would just be like, okay. Yeah, that's completely true. I understand that um, completely. And so, finally, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? Arjun? Uh, I would give it a uh, 6 to 18. There are, like, a few intense scenes but i think younger young children should be fine with it there's not too much of them and i think i'd give it a four out of five stars 
Awesome. And how about you, Madison? The same age limit and probably a five out of five stars. Wonderful. Well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you both and a huge welcome to you, Madison. It's great to have you here. And once again, it was a big, big pleasure. And it was amazing to talk to you both about Aladdin. So thank you, guys. Thank you. My pleasure. Of course. So be sure to check out Aladdin in theaters today. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama's Best Summer Ever. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Aladdin and Godzilla and next we'll be talking with Ethan about Dark Phoenix. Welcome back, Ethan. Hi. Hey, so can you tell me a little bit about what is happening now in the whole X-Men world? So there's, I'm pretty sure every year or maybe when they grow older, there's a whole entire school of kids who have powers and they're all growing up to be an X-Men team by this guy named Professor X and he's making them all into a team and the whole purpose of this movie is for Jean Grey to actually learn her power. That's why it's mostly based on her. Okay, very interesting. I'm super excited for this film, too, so I can't wait to hear everything you've got to tell me. So, um, can you tell me about the acting? We've got pretty cool cast as well. We've got Sophie Turner and James McAvoy. Um, well, the cast was extremely good. Everyone who played the cast did their role extremely good. I have never seen a perfect cast like this. Wow, that's really amazing. Did you have um, one person in particular who who's acting you liked more, or were they all like equally good? They were so good, I can't even think of my favorite. 
Wow, that's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. And so, um, what were your thoughts on the characters and their development in the film? There seems like a lot going on between the characters. Yeah, they have, they're like one family, and there's some sad and happy scenes because they're all family. They don't look like family because they're all from different places, they all have different powers, and they're all just a bunch of weird people. But it's... It's, it's like, heartbreaking to know that they're all family, and sometimes they go apart, and it's a whole entire family. Everyone in their communion is considered a family to Professor X. Oh, that's really nice, and it sounds like a very cool movie. Um, so, uh, what did you think about the special effects and visuals? That's always a huge part of a cool superhero movie. It's really awesome how they put all these lasers and stuff, like... There's this one guy, I don't know his name because I don't watch X-Men that much, but he has glasses that when he takes them off, when he opens his eyes, he can't control them, so that's why he has the glasses, and he shoots a laser, and in setup, they're probably just, like, opening, like, these fake glasses, and then nothing happens, but it's cool how they make it look like realistic lasers. Wow, yeah, that's really cool. I mean, it would be so fun to imagine, you know, in real life, if there was um, someone like that, you know, hiding in our world, you never know. So um, what did you think about the makeup and the costume design? There are a couple really interesting characters in the X-Men movies. Phoenix, her makeup was so good because they're trying to make her look like she has glowy eyes and all of that. It's context and it looks so cool. And I don't know where they got those contexts from. I really want those. <laughs> yeah, I films have some of the coolest makeup that, like you said, you just want for yourself. And what did you think about the makeup in the other films? There's some um, blue people like um, Mystique. And what did you think of their makeup? Um, It's really cool. And it must be kind of hard because there's scenes for this one guy named Beast he turns into a blue monster, and it must be hard, like, taking off the paint, and then the next day putting on the paint, and it's, like, a lot of work. Yeah, it does seem like a lot of work. So, I know I asked you, like, if you had someone who's acting you liked a little more than the others, but is there a character that you liked a little more than the others? It would be Cyclops, the guy with lasers. Awesome, and why is Cyclops your favorite? Because... He's kind of really the only person I know, and I like his power a lot. Awesome. Yeah, his power, it's, it is really awesome. I agree with you. And so, do you think there was anything that needed improvement or um, needed to be changed in the film? Um, actually, I don't think so. It was really a perfect film. Great. This is so good to hear. I'm so happy. Um, and so, is there an additional villain um, to Jean? Because I know she's sort of like the hero, yet the bad guy in this film. But usually when the hero's the villain, there's another one who's playing the role. So is there? I'm just curious. Well, there, there's Magneto, who was good, then turned bad, and then was good. But I think the main villain would be Aliens. Because they came down to get Jean and take her power. Okay, I see. Yeah, there are a lot of the characters in um, the X-Men just in general. Very complicated, like you said before, uh, Magneto. 
So you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Aladdin, and I'm going to continue talking with Ethan about X-Men Dark Phoenix. So you were just telling me a little bit about the villains in the film, and um, was there one person in particular who was a very good villain and was extremely scary? Um, it was definitely the leader of the aliens. She was creepy. She would absorb people's bodies, and her eyes would be pitch black like an alien. It was so creepy. Whoa, that sounds terrifying. So would you say the actor did a really good job of um, portraying this character? Yeah, it's so weird to see a person acting like an alien. <laughs> That's true. Was there anything that um, sort of seemed like she was an alien, or did she look really human? Um, well, she absorbed people's bodies, so the only thing that made her look like an alien was her eyes. Okay, I see. And, um, so what did you think of the ending? Without spoiling much, um, do you think it was, um, a fitting ending, or do you think something else could have happened? Well, you expected a sad point, and then it got better, and then sad, but it's like so many emotions in one, you don't know, like, if to cry or not. Wow. And um, so based on this ending, do you think that they're going to make another X-Men movie or do you think this is um, the end? Well, it's really hard, but I think they'll make another X-Men movie with the other kids that are in the Academy. And they'll probably be different powers because they show the kids in the Academy growing up and going into classes of superhero Okay, cool. And is there one of these kids who you would really like a movie to be made out of? Um, there was this one kid who was like half reptile and half human. That would be really cool to have like someone on their team who would like can turn into crocodiles or something like that. Ooh, yeah, that is a crazy power. Um, so what is the message of Dark Phoenix? It's you never know how strong you are until you be strong because that if when when you get into a part where you have to be strong and it's your only choice you'll never know how strong you are until you just do it Ooh, that is a powerful message so cool okay and so um what what was something that is super special about this film and it just stuck out to you so much it was how i don't i didn't even notice him but they had Quicksilver as one of the X-Men, and I didn't even know he was an X-Men until I, f- until I finished the movie, and I saw the credits, and oh my god, I was so surprised. He looked completely different. Yeah, I really liked Quick- uh, sorry, Quicksilver in the last film. He easily became my favorite very quickly. That's really cool, though. And so, um, what did you think about the sets and the different locations where this film traveled to? Um, well, I definitely know that they went to Paris, which was really cool, because they went to different states, or at least countries, I think, and it was cool how, I don't even realize, I don't think they even realized that they were moving, it's just they were battling so much and finding people that I think they just got carried away. Oh, wow. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like a really awesome movie. Just from everything you're telling me, you're getting me really excited. Um, and so, what were your thoughts on um, the sound effects and the music? Um, it was really cool. It was like kind of a Wonder Woman-themed music, but it wasn't like Wonder Woman. But it made you feel like it was Wonder Woman because usually 
in most of in most like movies that have superhero, there's always going to be like a main character, and it's always going to be like a girl, like kind of Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's really true. Powering female movies and superheroes, they're becoming really prominent now, and it's pretty cool to see that. And so, based on all the other superhero movies that we're seeing, like we just saw. Captain Marvel with also a really powerful female lead. Um, was there anything that was different or how did they sort of compare all these superhero movies that are coming out? Um, well, all of them, they, they all compare because they're all basically able to fly and like they have kind of the same power and sometimes the same story, like the background. And it's like so weird because sometimes you confuse them. Yeah, I totally understand. But being such a powerful character, and um, Jean was a hero, but she was also a villain. So how does her, they sort of handle that confliction um, in her character? Um, well, she was kind of like, she was all nice, and then she just turned evil when she found out her power. That's why it's called Dark Phoenix, which was really cool because she just all of a sudden changed. And she was like, you know what? I have, I'm stronger than everyone. Let me take advantage of this. Ooh, that's scary, but cool at the same time. And so, was there any um, humor in this film? Um, sometimes, but not that much. It was mostly just her. Okay, I see. And so, can you expand a little bit more about the emotions and um, how this film make you feel overall? Um really happy it's just like the old phoenix that they used to have except it's obviously different actors and it's kind of brand new very cool well it's been so much fun talking with you um ethan and before you go could you quickly tell me um what you think the age range and star rating would be um the age rate would be 13 and older uh, adults would like this too um and i definitely rate this five out of five again because this was extremely, like, I can't even say it. It's, it's too good. I just can't even say it. Wonderful. That's amazing. And I'm so happy um, from everything that you told me. And I'm going to definitely check it out. And so thank you so much, Ethan. It was so much fun to talk to you. My pleasure. So be sure to check out Dark Phoenix in theaters today. Let's take a break. I'm Sahiba and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama's Best Summer Ever. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, 
Washington, D.C. and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Sahiba and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished talking about X-Men, Dark Phoenix, and now we're going to be talking with Arjun about Godzilla, um, King of the Monsters. Welcome back, Arjun. Oh, happy to be here. Of course. So, can you tell me a little bit about what your thoughts on were the on the film, and if you liked it or you didn't like it? Uh, I thought it was it was good. It could have been better, but I did enjoy it a lot more than the last Godzilla movie because that that one only had like fifteen minutes of Godzilla in it, and it was just super like disappointing and anticlimactic and it focused way too much on the humans and i do think this one still focuses way too much on the humans but unlike the first one they're kind of like cataclysts to like the big monster fights here and there's a lot more of them in here than in the first movie like i would say a good like 50 minutes of them are in the movie and i think and I also just really like the creatures' introductions. Like, I used to watch a lot of Godzilla as a kid, and it was just a lot of nostalgia and throwback. And I just really enjoyed seeing them just fight. Awesome. And I know you mentioned that um, it could have improved a little bit. How would you like to have seen it improve? I just... There's this family drama in the movie regarding... Um, I, the main character, he's played by Kyle Chandler. I can't even remember his name, but I know that the the main drama is between him and Emma, who's played by Vera Farmiga, and they kind of divorced over just, like, whether they should kill monsters or not. And But I do think that the only saving grace to this whole relationship drama is Millie Bobby Brown's character, who's just absolutely great. I love how rebellious she is, and she's just super funny. And like the other guy mentioned, she even spouts out a few foul words, and I just thought it was absolutely hilarious at times. But I, it, it was just pointless. Like, we kind of just want to see the monsters fight and less of this drama. Awesome, yeah. I love Millie Bobby Brown, too. She's, she's a really great actor. And um, so based off the Godzilla movies that you have seen, were there any, like, Easter eggs or references to the other movies that you have seen that you caught, perhaps? Oh, there, there was a lot. I mean, I remember watching one of the movies, and they kind of covered, like, Godzilla's, like, habitat and home and i don't want to get into much spoilers here and i just love that they didn't show any of this in the trailer but there's kind of like an unexpected diversion it's kind of like a plot in the movie the one good thing about the humans in this movie they they, they actually like there's actually one interesting plot about them because they were mostly boring at times i did like when they were kind of talking about stuff but that aside um they kind of there's there's this extended like subplot focusing on like 
like basically like where is Godzilla from? Where are all the monsters from? And we get a lot of answers and they, they take a lot of inspiration from the old movies. And I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, I love it when um, there's previous movies and the new movie that is made accepts that and sort of brings new elements and keeps some of the old ones. I always think that's a really cool thing in movies. Um, So um, comparing it again to the older movies, were the monsters still, excluding Godzilla, were the monsters still the same or were there a lot more new ones? Uh. There's, like, four main ones, and that's good enough for a Godzilla movie because, like, you know, let's be real. Like, I like that a lot of the, like, they originally started off with him just fighting one monster at a time. But, you know, I, I love how they just they just go all out here, especially with Ghidorah, who's the main bad guy here. He's the four, four, four-headed dragon who God, it's like kind of Godzilla's nemesis basically. And I, I just loved how there was a big fight between him and Godzilla. And of course he's got Mothra on his side and Ghidorah actually has this um, cool guy named, uh, man, I, his name slipped my mind, but uh, it's kind of another flying um, thing. His name's Rodan. He's a, he's like a fire demon. And I just, I just love how, you know, Mothra has his own enemy, and Godzilla has his own enemy. And when the when the final fight comes, it's just it's just an all out slam fest, and and it's absolutely amazing to watch. And I just love how they went all out here. Very cool. It's it's fun to watch those movies where you can just like turn your mind off and watch all these monsters just go for it. It's very it can be very entertaining. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Aladdin, and X-Men Dark Phoenix. And right now I'm going to continue talking with Arjun about Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And so we were comparing um, Godzilla, the new movie, to a couple of the old ones. And would you say um, that the new one was your favorite? I don't know if it was my... It, it's probably my favorite modern one, considering we've had, like, the 1990s Godzilla movie with Ma- Matthew Broderick. That was absolutely terrible, but uh, it's still a fun childhood movie of mine, Guilty Pleasure. But uh, I th- it's definitely the best of the modern Godzilla movies. I don't think any of them have been outstanding. Like, I would say that I really liked—I did like Kong Skull Island a lot more than this movie itself. I just think the main faults come from its human plot, which is just kind of really boring, to be honest here. And but I do think it improves on the complaints of the first movie. Like there's a lot more Godzilla, and I like that. Awesome, yeah. That's one thing I've heard that's really good about this movie. Like if you want Godzilla, you've got him in this film. And so, um, did you have a favorite monster? Let's see. I did quite like Mothra in this movie. I love that when we initially see him, you know, he's kind of like this wee, you know, he's a little uh, larvae, and and then he transforms into um, Mothra, who, you know, is like a butterfly, and it was just an absolutely beautiful scene. Uh, I just, I really love that scene, but... You know, I did think that the monster focus did give a little bit less focus on Godzilla. I know we had a movie focused on him, but he just kind of was like he's he's a main character here, but you don't really get much from him other than like, okay, we get to learn about where he lives and like where he's from. And that's really it. Awesome. What was your favorite part of the film? My favorite part was definitely that whole subplot where we find out where all the monsters come from. But there's kind of a scene I can't spoil, but the music was so good. And uh, 
it's kind of like an acting showcase of Ken Watanabe, who plays um Doctor Sirizawa. Um, you know, he was he's all he's returning from the first movie actually, and I just thought it was so good. And you'll know what scene I'm talking about when you watch it. It was it was amazing. Awesome. And you mentioned the music. Could you elaborate a little bit more on that and whether you liked it or not? Oh, the music was amazing here. It was. Uh, it's from like, it's composed by Bear McCreary, and he takes a lot of the old themes from the old movies, and he kind of makes new ones out of it. But he pays homage to a lot of those old themes, and and the music was just amazing. You know, they had to have some blue oyster coat here. I was disappointed that the first one didn't have any blue oyster coat in it because you know they have a song called Godzilla literally, and it's amazing. And they had that in this movie, and and I love that. I love that for it too. Awesome. Could you explain what you meant by Blue Oyster? I like haven't seen any Godzilla movies, so I need a little bit of explaining. Oh, they're they're a band, and they have a song called Godzilla, and it and it's just it's a really good song. And you know, it was it was it was in a lot of the trailers, I believe, for the for the movie. I didn't watch too many of the trailers. Okay, I see. Yeah, I think the only like couple, I've seen clips of Godzilla movies and the, that to the really old ones where it's like space Godzilla versus Godzilla. So that's yeah. what I think of when I think of Godzilla. But um, what did you think of the special effects? Because from the Godzilla movies, I know it's always been super cheesy, but this one seems pretty good. The special effects are amazing, of course. Like it was just really cool. I get the the special effects, like the creature designs were amazing. Like Ghidorah, just the way he looked with the three dragon heads, it was it was amazing. His first scene, it takes a while to get to the monsters fighting initially, but after that, it's an it's an all out just fight fest, and just the special effects were amazing. The destruction effects, I love that. As they're fighting, when we focus on the humans, there's like grain and just debris flying everywhere. It was a really nice visual effect. So I think they did a really good job on the special effects. Awesome. Yeah, this movie, it sounds like pretty, pretty cool and lots of monsters. And I think I want to watch it after everything I've heard today. Finally, what would you say the age range and star rating would be? Uh, I would give it a four out of five stars just because... The human plot was just not interesting here. I would say this: um, the age rating would be from ten to eighteen. There's a lot of action, of course, but there are, there is some language, you know, some from Millie Bo- Bobby Brown, especially. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking with me, Arjun. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, and be sure to check out Godzilla, King of the Monsters, in theaters today. Thank you so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, KidsWorld.com, and KidsVille News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Lama Lama's Best Summer Ever. I'm Sahiba. Thank you so much for joining us today and can't wait to see you next time.
thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.